For decades, TV has been an escape from our everyday life. We use reality TV to escape our jobs, children, and most of our responsibilities. Born out of the pandemic with two friends who became co-workers, I'm Greg. And I'm Demetria. Join, Join us, us to, to escape, escape reality. reality. Welcome to episode one of Escaping Reality, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Greg. I'm Demetria. And we're going to get started. So we're kind of going to like introduce you to how we plan for this to go. Obviously, things are always unplanned. So who knows how it'll actually happen. <laughs> um, so we'd like to start every week with kind of like a rundown of hot topics, as I call it. I don't want to steal that from the view or anything, but kind of what we saw, what we found interesting for the week. <clears throat> um, and then kind of move into the shows we're watching. We watch different shows, which is nice. So if there's anything that you guys want to see more of, feel free to DM us on Instagram, um, send us an email. Either way, we're just happy to experience new reality television, especially in our current state of the pandemic. Definitely. Um, so I watch different shows. Dimitri watches different shows. And then we're going to kind of overlap some shows as well. Yes. Um, so starting with that, we're going to kind of start with our hot topics for today. Episode one. Let's get going. All right. So first thing that I saw today was the Erica Jane, Erica mm-hmm. Girardi demotion rumor. What are your thoughts? Uh, first thought, hope it's not true. I love her. She brings a lot. Um, obviously, I think that, you know, there's been some talk of she's not adding as much to the show or she's not the only fashionista, but I just think she brings so much and I love her. I mean, it's weird. This season, I feel like... We started so good with her with Roxy Hart and the Chicago Broadway, and then it ended up filming after they stopped filming, right? And so we didn't really get, obviously, we got like a sneak peek of them all flying on Sutton's private jet to go see her. Um, I feel like she didn't have a lot this season. I feel like I love her to death. Don't get me wrong. I feel like her and Dorit are kind of in this weird fashionista style icon like tug of war yeah and i think that like erica was very ahead of her time and now i feel like dorit is like stepping up her game and like sort of overshadowing erica but like not on purpose right i mean it's just like where they're headed and their style is is similar but different in so many ways so i feel like when they both bring it they both bring it yeah because they both have a different element that you know that it wows either side. Yeah. But I also think that Erica may have played a bigger part if the whole Denise and Brandy thing wasn't such a huge topic. It dominated a little bit. And I, I think maybe she would have been able to bring a little more. I mean, this definitely brings us to something that you and I talked about. Yes. About in our brainstorm of all of this, of like how the shows need to work. And like, I think this is our first episode. It's kind of a great way for us to break into this, but When you look at shows like the Kardashians or you look at shows, I've got a couple of points. Let me get my brain all situated. So my first point is the Kardashians did something that no one else has done. And they kind of did it brilliantly is that they film at all different times of year, right? Yes. So you see Kim's birthday in October and whatever you see summer, you see Valentine's day, you see all the kids, whatever, right? You see all these different aspects of their life, which keeps it interesting, which is why they've been around for 20 whatever years, right? The difference is, is that New York and Beverly Hills film on the same schedule, right? So summer ends, they start filming September 1st-ish. They film through the holidays and ended at the end of the year. 
The problem with that is, is that we see the same parties, the same birthdays, the same yes. Halloween and Thanksgiving and all that stuff. I almost think that Bravo needs to figure out a way to film those shows at different times, like staggering it differently. Like we might have a longer gap without a beloved series or like Beverly Hills, but we might get a fresh new aspect of like what they do in spring or what they sure. do in summer. And like, I get it. Like with New York, they're all in the Hamptons are all doing their own thing, but like granted Dorinda has gone now, but we can't get the Berkshires like for the six year. I, we can't. Right. We no, go to the Berkshires, we yell at each other, we get wasted. Someone up this poor. Like, I, what else do we need? Let's see what happens with them in different seasons. Definitely. No, I agree. And I think that it, it, it brings a different aspect to opening things up for the different events. So you don't see Kyle's annual party every year. Yeah. But you might see something that someone else has going on. Or, you know, for instance, okay, well, we didn't get to see the trip they took for Erica's show, but what happened after? And I know the pandemic put a snag in filming and things, so a lot of stuff did get delayed. But I definitely see your perspective. I mean, I think Denise put a snag in filming well, in that obviously. one. But that That's brings me to thing. my second point is Beverly Hills seems to be the only series, and again, you and I talked about this, is that they focus on one single, whether it's Panty Gate or Puppy yes. Gate or this season was Denise and Brandy. Like I, when I look at Dallas or I look at Potomac, which we'll get into in a little bit, but they have so much to offer and so many different storylines and they're all doing stuff and all that stuff. I don't understand why we can't still do that with Beverly Hills. Do you think it's because the cast is stale or do you think that they are so used to filming that they hide what they don't want shown? Well, I definitely think that from my perspective, it seems that they grab onto one salacious topic and it's almost like a way to just focus on that. So everybody else's stuff is kind of to the side, but it seems like that's, do you say that with all the series? No, no, mostly okay. Beverly Hills because it's always one issue. It, if it wasn't this, this year, then yeah. it's the whole thing with Lisa Vanderpump last year. And then the whole thing, it's always one big thing that everybody is circling around and it makes you look at it and go, okay, well, would somebody like Teddy who I enjoyed be, dismissed because she's boring but what did she really have to bring when the biggest topic everybody wanted to talk about was these two specific people and it's funny i really like teddy i don't understand why teddy got such a bad rap i think that i could see people not liking her but the degree that people didn't like no, her was it's, like it's, un it's unreal was absurd um i also think that she actually said made a comment i don't know if it was to a blog or whatever i, I read a lot but she said that like there was family moments and baby moments and stuff they didn't film or mm -hmm. they didn't use. Right. And this actually brings me to a funny thing that I want to talk about with you is like, we were talking about the secrets revealed episodes and I feel like the secrets revealed episodes of Beverly Hills was the actual stuff that I tune in to see. Yes, I would agree. Right. Like we see them being funny and confessionals. We see them like having a good time. I mean, I don't tune in to watch a Denise and Brandy, she, he said, she said, she said, she no. said in this case. But like, it just doesn't, I don't get it. No. I don't know why we do that. And Puppygate was the same thing. It was like, yes. we never get a real story. We get three different versions, right? We get their side, their side yes. and the truth. But like, I don't honestly think that like, we understand like, well, why? There's, there's never an end result. So you follow this story, right? But there's no resolve. Yeah, there's just all. a reunion. No, and Denise denies. So she right. denies. So she There's dies. all of this. Just this didn't happen. This happened. Okay, well, this is it. Agree, disagree. Have a great. 
what did you take from this season, ladies? Yeah. And that's it. So there's no resolve. And then on to the next. But I mean, when you look at Dallas or Potomac and like, I feel like there's such good storylines or such, such good wrap up. Definitely. My question to you is, do you think it's the age of the show when you get into those 10th and 11th seasons? Is this the issue? Do you think it's the cast or do you think it's production running with something? I definitely think it has a lot to do with production because I don't feel that way about New Jersey at all. I feel like they're, they have yeah. a, a lot of different things going often and they've been a long running, but I definitely think it's production. They jump onto something that they think is going to be big and that's, you know, the storyline and they want to go with it and they forget to add in the extra things that would have made those other people just as appealing or interesting for the things that we would want to see. Totally. And I think like that secrets revealed, cause I normally don't watch those. And I, I think you know. had told me that was happening. So I was like, oh, I'll go ahead and watch for Beverly Hills in New York, which I don't normally do. And they were such good content. Like, yeah. especially New York. I mean, you could put Sonia on my TV for 60 minutes a day and I would be stoked. I mean, she, <laughs> the whole catch a dick thing was like the funniest thing. But like for me and what we're doing here, like escaping reality, like I tune in to escape what I'm dealing with on a day-to-day basis. I don't know if I want to like, live in this weird conundrum of like, did they, did they not, whatever, lies, slash well, stories or whatever. it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It doesn't really make a difference. I like, tune in to see like right. fabulosity yes. and stuff I'll never experience in my life of going of to. Of course. Yeah. After two episodes of that, I was like, who cares at this point? Like they did, they didn't, what difference is it going to make and who cares? For sure. I agree. Agreed. Perfect. So moving on, we are going to talk about the brand new New York housewife, Confirmed by Bravo. She is filming with Leah. Her name is Ebony K. Williams. Very excited for that. She is 37. She is a strong black female. She is from Charlotte. She is an author, attorney, and a TV host. Um, And she is signed on. She's ready to go. I'm excited for this. I think that especially right now is something that's needed. It's refreshing. It's a change. Um, you know, to still have the statements of like first black anything at this point, it's a little bit crazy, but I'm just excited for them as a black woman to see this added into the New York cast. I agree. I think that like, and the age, I mean, the age is a huge thing. I'm not ageist at all. Yeah. However, I think being 37, she's pretty quiet about her love life. It, she appears single. She's not married. She may be in a long-term relationship. Her Instagram is very focused on her and like what she does. It's nothing about like, a relationship or a man or whatever it may be. Um, she has been a contributor on Fox news. So she actually had a quote in essence where she said that she's been in the lion's den, which is really interesting. Like, Oh yeah. I don't think she's scared to come into this cast. No. I think what's also interesting is that her being on Fox news and being in this spotlight, she's not going to have that camera time where she's like figuring things out. Right. Like she's been front and center yes. and all of that. So like, I'm super excited. She's beautiful. She's yeah. gorgeous. No, like I'm excited for her. Beautiful. Um, it's wonderful. She's good friends with Leah, it seems like, or she's acquaintance with Leah. Somehow they are already filming. Um, so we are getting a new New York season. Yeah. And I'm excited. Yeah, I am as well. And I think her being an attorney will bring a lot to it as well. Like she's educated. I think that she's going to be able to handle the women and be able to tackle whatever comes her way. And I can't wait to see it. For sure. Moving on, we're going to jump into something a little bit different. Um, So we are going to talk about uh, Selling Sunset. Big news, huge news, great news. I don't like her. (laughs) Go for it, Demetria. Yeah, so Davina quits the Oppenheim group for uh, 
Douglas Elman. Yeah. yeah. She wants to, but she wants to continue filming, which I, I don't believe. I mean, is first needed. of all, we don't want you filming. No, at all. I don't but believe it's needed. Second of all, it's, I mean, it's interesting. So it was like a business decision, which I get. I mean, yeah. I mean, you see, you saw on the last season where she was struggling to be able to make her calls on yeah. her large property and all of those things. I mean, Douglas Elman's huge. Obviously, we know from Million Dollar Listing, we've got right. Tracy Tudor, we've got Josh Altman, which is funny. Tracy Tudor was actually in the press release of like where she was going, not Josh Altman, which I found shocking because he's pretty big up. Um, so she said it's a business decision, which I get. I don't see how she could keep filming no. with the cast. I think that Christine still needs that sidekick. So that's like, that's the role yeah. she fills, obviously. I think that Heather could obviously take that role. However, we need to be honest here. Like they have not been renewed for a season four. They are not filming currently. There's nothing in the works. Netflix is very quiet about all of this. So it almost feels like it's not, I don't know where this is going. I don't know. Well, and this would have been the prime time to do it. I mean, with you, with all the things that have been going on, um, you know, with the pandemic and them being doing so many different things I'm seeing in the blogs and just different news outlets, a lot more comments from all of them and different things about their different, you know, personal lives and things like that. But um, you have Chriselle on dancing with the stars. Like this, she's, she's terrible by the way. <laughs> I, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but these are all things that you would think that they would want to cover for this show. Yeah. And I, that's, I, I guess my thing is like, we see a lot with E and Bravo and all these networks and the fact that Netflix won't comment the fact that Netflix is not approving a fourth season everything happened so fast with them on seasons one through three that I my biggest concern is that we're gonna have such a giant lag between season four right right, right now if they start filming we could maybe get it in January but even then I don't see that because Dallas just wrapped on Labor Day weekend and they're gonna be ready in January end of January is what we were hearing. So I don't see that if they started filming now, they could actually even get out and released until late spring. I mean, I don't know what the plan is. I think if Netflix of all, if we've known anything about Netflix, they pull the trigger constantly. Yes. I'm something is there that we're that we don't know, obviously that they're not pulling the trigger on selling sunset season four. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting to find out. And, and I know that, and it may be the rumors that they don't actually sell anything. Well, that, that as well. Chrissy Teigen helped with that that rumor. But I think that also they're all you can see trying to keep their momentum by making their comments and keeping yeah. themselves, you know, present. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. But as we know right now, Davina will not be a part of that. She will not be Hopefully. part of the Oppenheim group. She will be with Douglas Elman. Hopefully. Maybe she'll be on million dollar listing oh, next season, God. which God help us. But I don't, I, I don't think she can carry a role with those. She, They're d pretty dominant. Tracy would step all over yeah. her in two seconds. Yeah. Awesome. Moving on. We are going to talk about Kelly Dodd's bridal oh. shower hat. Mm. We're also going to touch on a Vicki Gunvalson tweet, which I, we'll get into all of this. Well, we're going to unpack everything. For this one, um, Kelly Dodd, I don't know if anyone noticed. I'm pretty sure everyone noticed. Yeah. It's the first thing Demetria said to me today Ugh. was that Kelly Dodd wore a hat that said drunk wives matter mm. at her bridal shower. Thoughts? Well, a couple of things. I, I brought this up today. I'm just asking 
Greg's perspective, because a lot of podcasts and blogs are choosing not to cover this season of OC because of this. And it's, it's insensitive. I do feel some kind of way about it. Um, I feel even more a way about it that she's not remorseful. She seems to just want to brush it off. Like it was a hat. It's a joke. No big deal. You know, what's everybody's problem? Why is this such a, why is this an issue? But obviously with the climate and what's going on today, like it's a very big issue. It's not a good play on words. If she would have acknowledged that I would have felt a little different about it. I mean, she hasn't acknowledged anything. Obvi- no. Masks, coronavirus. Like she doesn't, we, we can't expect that from her. And, right? I, like, and I honestly did it. Yeah. I, I did it. I mean, I think what's very telling is that, First of all, it was completely tone deaf. Yes. However, she is tone deaf. She that this is yeah. her shtick. Like this is what she does. I am concerned because Bravo has not taken any action. Right. We've been dealing yes. with this for a while with her. Yes. There's been zero noise from Bravo. However, today Portia Williams, who we know has been on the front lines of protesting, her her storyline next season on Atlanta is all about her protesting. I mean, she comes from a pedigree of black lives and everything that like everything that her family has worked for, Portia is continuing, which okay. I find incredible. Um, Portia responded to Kelly and tried to help her understand how tone deaf it was. And Kelly responded without apology. Like there was still zero apology. It was like, no. oh, I got the hat from a friend. I put it on. It was a party. It was a picture. Get over it kind of thing. Yeah. Well, that's exactly the delivery. And I mean, I, I expect none, none, nothing less yeah. because the way that she is discredited and discounted with masks and COVID in itself and the impact like, Oh, well, there, it's not in the OC. So it's not a big deal. Although it's uh, affecting the whole entire world. Uh, she ha- she's, she doesn't have any sensitivity. There is no chip in there that tells her maybe this is not a good idea. Maybe I shouldn't take a photo in this hat and post it. The little things that most of us would think about before we do something. Yeah. And I mean, like, she's just, and I hope she's tone deaf for like not knowing. And I hope she's not playing this as like a character. Like, I hope this doesn't come across. So interesting. I didn't know this. You told me this. You saw this. A lot, a lot of podcasts will not be watching OC. Correct. Um, we currently have not taken a stand. We don't know how things are going to play out. I'm hoping Bravo takes a stand. I'm hoping that they... I mean, we fired Stassi. We fired Kristen. Like we, We've made a point of a lot of these people, yet I don't understand why we're not making a point of Kelly Dodd. Well, and, and haven't. For yeah. years, through so many incidences, whether it be physical, whether it be words. I mean, we've seen so yeah. far back, it's, it's been a constant thing with her. And I think especially now at this really important time during this pandemic and everything else that's going on, I'm not sure if it's Bravo's looking at it like, well, she has this upcoming wedding and there's all these opportunities. But, but they're not filming. I mean, no. filming's wrapped. But I think that it's important to acknowledge it because the other people that were fired, rightfully so, uh, it's all within the same content. It's all within the same insensitivity. Totally. And she has to be held accountable. Um, you know, her wedding's this weekend. Nobody cares because Cynthia Bailey's getting married on the same day. So that <laughs> Her wedding's matter. also this weekend, and she was concerned about her wedding being canceled because of the fires in Sonoma, which we're very close to. We're in the Bay. Yes. Um, and 
her, this was another tone deaf point of like, oh my God, my poor wedding. When it's like people's exactly. houses and animals and family. And like you, you were just so disconnected from reality. It's just, it's scary. Like you're yeah. a mouthpiece who has no idea what's going on in the world. Well, and I would, I would maybe look at it in a different way. If she ever asked for a different perspective, if she ever sat down and wanted to understand why these things that she says are received this way and then make the corrections. But she's adamant that it's okay. I don't know what the big deal is. I don't know why everybody's making such a big deal. So that just tells me like, she's not even trying to understand why that would make someone feel a certain way. Yeah. I don't, she just doesn't get it. No, I don't think she will ever get it. Which is scary because she's raising a daughter with these, with her type of views. I worry that hopefully it won't, but you know, hopefully these things don't trickle over and then her daughter looks and views things the same way. But I mean, that's a good point that you made. Like, I didn't think about that until just now, but when you look at last season and the things that she was telling Jolie about the other women is kind of what you just touched on. Yeah. It's always crossing the line as a mother. (laughs) I have, you know, I think about these things when I watch these shows sometimes like, would I sit and talk to my teenager about that? Would I expose my daughter to this? Um, and I, I just don't think she's got that. I think Jolie's more, more of her friend. Yeah. And so she leans in on her and tells her all these things. That's a little too much. For sure. I agree. So pivoting a little bit, we're still in OC. So Vicky posted a photo of Vicky, Tamara, Heather, and... Um, Gretchen. And Gretchen dressed up, promo looks, makeup, hair, whatever. And then she posted a picture from Kelly's bridal shower. And it was Kelly, Gina... Emily. Emily and Elizabeth Vargas, who's the new housewife, which we'll get into in just a second. Um, And... (laughs) Vicky retweeted and it said Chanel versus a yard sale. What are your thoughts? (laughs) I mean, I, I, it gave me a good chuckle. I thought it was funny. (laughs) Um, You know, obviously like for me, I, I'm not Chanel. I I'm super yard sale. However, I would love to be Chanel, but I thought it was like, I mean, I just thought it was funny. I mean, first of all, none of them are wearing Chanel. No, uh, no, no. Maybe Heather Dubrow, but yes. maybe. Um, but, I mean, I, I took it lightly. I thought it was funny. I know? think it was hilarious. I yeah. think that it was, I mean, I'm torn because I think it's awesome. I think that it gives us kind of a point of view into like how they're feeling. However, I feel like when these housewives leave and they continue this tour of right. PR, it's sort of like grasping at straws. Like you're no longer involved. However, you yes. still want to be there. I agree. I mean, there's some times where obviously we get entertainment from it because it'll be interesting how someone like Lydia will show up out of nowhere and make comments. And you're like, she actually has her own Bravo online show with her mom. Yes. Yeah. But you know, it's like, she's, you know, it's just interesting. Um, but I think that it, also poses the question of Vicky and Tamara trying to still stay relevant. So what does that mean for them next steps? What are they going to do? Is there going to be something continuing further? I mean, for me, I almost just like want you to go away. I don't like, I, I just can't like keep up with like being bitter and like continuing on the drama when you're not involved and like, I'm going to watch the show perhaps depending on like what happens with this whole Kelly Dodd thing. But 
I'm going to watch. And then like, what is it going to serve me in that sense when I don't know, like you're not involved in the show. Like right. you're just creating drama off scene. I don't know. Yeah. And it's kind of funny. So Dorinda did a big interview, actually. I think she was on Bethany's podcast. Mm. And she actually said it was really interesting because she said how she like mapped out seasons. So she had mapped out, like she knew how rough the season was for her. Right. So she knew what was taking place. However, she had planned in her head of like this big redemption season. However, she did not plan for her abrupt firing. Well, and I think that that we've seen quite a bit lately with all of the changes as far as all the different OGs go. I mean, with Nini's leaving um, and then interview she did with Tamron Hall the other day saying they only offered her six episodes. To wrap it up. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you know, we're seeing that definitely people have these plans and, and want to come back and do these things and the shows for whatever reason are taking them in different directions. I mean, I'm torn with Nini because I think that a couple of points I need to make here. The first one is Nini doesn't value what Atlanta did for her, mm-hmm. right? So Nini had all these shows, I get it. However, I think that like, you need to be true to your roots. And Nini never was, right? I mean, last season she showed up four weeks late. She decided not to film this. She decided not to film that. I think that Nini was sort of a diva, which I don't blame her. I get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will go back. This is amazing for who I am as a person with Housewives, but... I remember watching and I knew the day that I knew that this was going to be a thing was Nini was driving. It was season one. Her and Kim were in a fight. I think she had a purple something on. She was driving. She had a razor flip phone, silver (laughs) in her silver Range Rover. And she was driving and she got a text message from Kim. And she said, Kim says, I'm a low budget bitch. And I was like, from that day on, I knew I was like, this is it. Like this is, there's no stopping this train, right? Everyone get on board it's going to the end. Oh, well, and the two of them were <laughs> yeah. old. So uh, I think that Nini knew she made the show. The show knows they made, they made Nini, right? So I feel like we're in this conundrum of like, who's going to give up first? Definitely. And I think we realized from seasons past, right? Nini wasn't in 10 or what she, yeah. she stepped away from one season, whatever, became a friend for another season, came back full time, whatever it may be. And Nini never valued what Atlanta did for her. She was always on the next step, whether it be the new normal or glee or she, she was cashing truck checks, quote unquote, to get $50,000 teeth, whatever it may be. So I I'm hard on that. Cause like, did Atlanta want Nini to wrap up? Probably not, but I feel like Atlanta wanted Nini to commit and like yeah. be a hundred percent in with us. And like, if you're going to ride or die with us and like, no offense, but she doesn't really have anything else going on right now that I know of. Maybe she has TV shows in the works or whatnot. Yeah, I mean, as far as as entertainment goes, I haven't seen anything. I know she's opening a new lounge in Atlanta. Um, you know, swag things, boutique. Yes, that as well. S a s w a g g. Yes, swag boutique. But I think that the biggest issue. I mean, I love her. She brings so much love. for me. Oh, she's an OG to oh, the end. Yeah. But I think my thing is that at this point, irregardless, like maybe if you would have exited in a different way, and we don't really know what happened behind the scenes. However, it's safe to say now the door is closed. Yeah. Like you have made it. statements where you can't really come back from that. And you can't 
there is no fixing unless you publicly apologize or you, you know, you and Andy now, I mean, it's a, it's a thing. Yeah. So maybe she'll, so supposedly she'll go to Beverly Hills. She's going to go to LA. Yeah. She's I moving. I don't see that happening. I don't see but, that happening at this point of the, I mean, the way she's handled this situation. Yeah. And no, and I think that she, she is someone who reacts. So when she gets yes. burned or she feels like she gets burned, she lashes out times a hundred. For sure. And calling Andy a racist and of Wendy course. Williams does and cocaine. And he had to know yeah. that asking Wendy Williams, knowing the history between the two of them. That was a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Like he had to know that was going to fuel the fire. But. I mean, Wendy Williams doesn't want to be a part of Housewives because she doesn't need it. Not. However, she is all up in the business. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. She wants to report the hot topics on her own show. For sure. Yeah. I agree. Got it. Awesome. So moving on, we're going to talk about the shows we're watching this week. Um, I watched Below Deck Med, Mass Singer, Big Brother. I watched Kardashians last Thursday. There's a new one tonight, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, Potomac, which we've kind of already covered, which we'll kind of touch on a little bit. Yes. And talk about definitely. all of that. Um, Dimitri's got a couple shows that she watches, which are... I do. So I watch a, a mixture, definitely Potomac. But I also watch... I do watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians. I watch Married at First Sight, um, which is on Lifetime, which I am totally intrigued by. Um, I also watch The Bradshaw Bunch. Just a, That's on E? That is okay. um, on E as well. So, yeah, I watch a mixture and, and an array of the different shows. Awesome. So let's talk about The Kardashians first. I think it's something that we can kind of overlap on. Sure. We'll split off and talk about our own stuff, and then we'll come back to something we can overlap on. So Kardashians, I'm not – okay, I'm tor- I'm not sad that it's the end. <laughs> I think that we've seen everyone's birthday seven times. I think we've seen way too many marriages for what it's at. Um, I don't think this is the end of the Kardashians. I'm sure, let's be real, Kris Jenner works harder than the devil. Kris Jenner has something up her sleeve. There will be some sort of incarnation, reincarnation of what they're currently at. Um, But I think that currently it's just, it's at its... It's done. Like, we've run our course. I mean, I I would agree. I've watched it since the beginning. So, you know, I'm one of those people that was invested because you watch these girls grow up. You've watched all these babies be born. Um, You know, you get to a certain point where it's like, I can understand wanting to have a little bit of privacy in a different element and and wanting to make some change. And we saw that coming last season where Courtney was starting to say, I want to film less. I want to be with my children more. Um, It's understandable. Their kids are coming of age. And I mean, they between Kim and Courtney, they have multiple children. I mean, so. what I do applaud them for is showing that, right? Yes, like showing the end. Courtney is like, I don't want to do yeah. this, right? Like, they're not showing all this fluff of like, we're no. going to end on a high note. Like, Courtney does not want to film. No, and and you know, when you have and you you have three children, they are getting to a certain age where you know she has to make sure that they are protected, but also you know that she's able to be more present because they're not little or they can just sit and play and you're just doing things. You really have to be involved. I mean, I think our biggest gripe was she didn't want to go through glam in order to film. Completely. Right? Yeah. And it's understandable, right? And nobody wants to get up and do that. Like, But I love that you see them. They You watch them doing their workouts. Yeah. You watch them. I mean, they're, they're having their moments. There's certain things where it's not just all the time an event or you know yeah. a party or a fashion show. It is life. And there are things that are difficult. But it's understandable. Um, I will miss it. But I know that there'll be something coming. I mean, I think this season right now is interesting because they are entering the coronavirus pandemic, right? So they're about seven months behind where we're at currently. So it's really interesting, I think, to see the outside looking in of like Scott and Chloe didn't want to fly, right? Right. They didn't want to. It's a very real threat. And now we know hindsight, but like 
it's an actual threat. And right. they were ahead of the curve in that sense yeah. in March, whatever, not flying to Paris for Kanye's show. Yeah. I just think that like, we're spending 20 minutes on Scott's low testosterone. Didn't feel sure. like a storyline that I wanted to follow much longer. For sure. Well, I mean, and I think that, you know, it's, it's interesting because we know our perspectives of how this unraveled for us, Yeah. but seeing how it unraveled for them, people who constantly travel. And then as of yesterday, Kim coming out in her interview and saying Kanye had coronavirus. So. Which I'm sure will be on the season maybe. Yeah. Ideally, I mean, you yeah. know, so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, okay, you know, you're getting to see different perspectives of not just people who are sitting in the house quarantining like us, but someone who had it, maybe, you know, there'll be pieces of that. Um, it, it, I, I think it's interesting. Um, I think that there's always going to be little facets of things where we don't really care. We don't really yeah, like, for sure. you know, who knows, but they always do bring something. I'm entertained just by the banter. I have a lot of sisters, so I, I get that craziness of like the grouping. So I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. We'll see how the season goes. They've yes. got this season, one more season. Right. And then that's it yeah. until they well figure out their new path. Chris has already made numerous statements saying that Chloe is the one that's the most upset and isn't ready to finish. So maybe she'll branch off and do something on her own. I mean, she's back with Tristan, supposedly. Yeah. So Looks like it. Awesome. So moving on to me this week, I watched Big Brother and I watched Mass Singer. Those are kind of my two guilty pleasures right now. Um, I'd love to take this opportunity to kind of introduce Demetria to what I watch and why I watch it. Um, and then she's going to do the same thing for me with uh, her other shows. So The Masked Singer, I don't know if anyone watches. I'm sure you do. If you don't, I mean, you're sort of in the minority in that sense. But they get sometimes B-list, sometimes A-list, but mostly B, C-list celebrities to put on full-on like ridiculous costumes and sing their heart out. This season particularly, so we've gone through groups A and B. We're three weeks in, I think, right now. Um, and we've met some interesting characters. We've unmasked some interesting characters. We actually had Mickey Rourke mm. unmask himself last week because he was over it, quote unquote, okay. after singing one song. Um, we had Busta Rhymes, which was like a really bad example because it, you obviously knew the second he opened his mouth who he was. He was a dragon. But so last night we had the sun. We had the giraffe. We had popcorn. And then we had the snow owls. So they dressed full garb. They actually won the Emmy for costume design, which is like not shocking because these costumes are like so over the top. Um, so we did group A group week one, group B week two, and now we're back to group A. I believe next week we'll go to group B again. I'm not sure really how they're doing it. They have quite a few celebrities this season. Um, the sun. So there is this person who comes out of the sun, short-ish, crazy costume. It is Leanne Rhymes. I don't oh. know how to tell you this. It is her voice. It is like everything about her. I don't know. Like it, there's no other voice that like with like the twang, with the power, is Leanne Rhymes. Cool. So that's my take on the sun. Last night we unmasked the giraffe, and it was the one, the only Brian Austin Green. So oh. I didn't know that he was a rapper. Yeah. Demetria filled me in about I am older. So I'm from the night. <laughs> You're not Tino that era. much older. Well, I am uh in my forties, and so I was very present for the 9020 era. That was my thing. Um, and he did quite often on their rap and dance and sing. Which oh. is like, and he also had a band called yeah. Twice as nice or something. I'll have to look it up. I don't know what it was said last <laughs> night. With Robin Thicke, which was like hilarious. Him and Robin are friends. Random. Um, he was good. He could rap and sing and dance, sort of. He got unmasked. 
Um, so we still have the popcorn. I don't know. I'm convinced the popcorn is Tina Turner. It sounds like Tina Turner. She dances like Tina Turner. I don't know. I, does Tina have much? Does, is Tina wanting to do this? I mean, this is this is the conundrum I face every week with the mass singer. Is like, who would actually go right. on here? Brian I mean, Austin Green. He's fresh off a break. Yeah, he's ready to go yeah. on there. Right. He needs. He needs to keep it. So. We have left in the group A is the sun, which is if it's not Leanne Rhymes, I will. Yeah. I don't know. I'll give you whatever you want, but I'm 99% sure it's Leanne Rhymes. The popcorn, I think it's Tina Turner. It could be like another, I don't know, but my thing is like Tina Turner at 75, I think mm-hmm. she is. Yeah, and she did like, have some health issues last year, so I don't know. And doesn't don't she know. live in London? Yeah, like, she's... are you going to come here and film as a popcorn? No, I don't. See I don't. It. I, I don't. I, just... I that's that's the thing is I don't see it. However, if it is her, I will say week one I called it. It's yeah. Tina Turner. She can sing like no other. Um, and then we have the Snow Owls. So this is the first ever duo. Okay. On the Masked Singer, they are two Snow Owls in an egg. They are the most bizarre couple you've ever seen. Oh. I don't think they're like an actual real life couple. They sounded kind of country last night. My guess would be like Alison Krauss and whoever she records all those albums with. My first guess would have been Donnie and Marie. However, Donnie was already on the show previously. So it's not Donnie and Marie. Hmm. It's a platonic couple. It's male and female. Male and female. Very country twang. Hmm. Um, they mm-hmm. guessed last night Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks, which mm-hmm. doesn't sound right at all. Um, I think they guessed Tim McGraw and oh. Faith Hill, which did not sound right. Tim McGraw's too tall for us, no owl. Um, I don't I don't know. My guess, my gut is telling me Allison Krauss. I don't they were very twangy. Okay. What's really this. interesting about this season is that they can all sing. Like they all can like, it's none of this like joking around. Um, group B, we have the crocodile, mm-hmm. we have a baby alien, a seahorse, a serpent, and a whatchamacallit. The whatchamacallit has been unmasked. It was Mickey Rourke. Okay. I don't know why. What is a whatchamacallit? He was like a furry beastie oh, okay, okay. whatchamacallit. Um, the croc, I'm going to go on a limb here. I think it's Adam Lambert. Oh. It's, okay. It sounds like Adam Lambert. Height. I, I go off of height. For okay. me, I don't know why Nick Cannon is six foot, so I can always compare like what they look sitting sitting next to Nick Cannon. Okay, um, Bailey Alien. I think it's like a draw, John Cryer. I feel like it's like a sitcom. I feel like it's a sitcom person who does Broadway or something. Hmm. I wish you, you're going to need to watch these. Okay, um, Seahorse. It's a diva. I my guess is Demi Lovato. It doesn't sound quite like Demi Lovato. They don't scream enough. Um, I don't know quite who that is. And then the serpent, I have no idea. Okay. So we've gone through group A, we've gone through group B. If you're watching Mass Singer, DM us, email us, let us know. We are happy. I'm happy to talk about it. Maybe I can get Demetria too. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested because now I want to guess as well. So yeah, I'll definitely sure. have to check it out. Awesome. So t- tell me, okay, you've talked about Married at First Sight. Oh. I don't get it. Okay, so tell so, me, right, give me the so rundown. Married at First Sight is is my guilty pleasure. Um. The basis is every season they go to a different city. Right now, currently they're in New Orleans. Okay. And they go through a process where they bring they screen hundreds of people who want to be married and just haven't had luck or for whatever reason just don't feel like it's gonna happen. They're coming of an age. So they have hundreds of women and men 
They go through a process where they have psychiatrists, uh, you know, experts, matchmakers. They fill out questionnaires. They go through this whole process. And then at the end of it, they look at and analyze all the answers and match who they think are the best matches and would make the best married couples. Okay. So. Are these people normal? Like. So, no- <laughs> sometimes. Okay. So they, for the most part, I feel like do a good job of matching because they don't just match people who you would think off the top would compliment each other. Okay. And a lot of the times the couples spend time trying to figure out why they were matched. Because okay. maybe you're bringing So something. they don't know why. No. Okay, okay. So what happens is they're contacted. They tell them you're matched. Get ready for your wedding. Go pick your dress. How? How? What's the time difference between? Like a week. Oh. Okay. So they have to tell their family that they're getting married. Oh, okay. Then they have to go pick their dress, get their rings, and then they meet at the altar. Oh. They so, don't meet before that? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. So the day of the wedding, you watch them get ready. They're nervous. They're going through the motions. And then they're father walks the bride to this man and they say hi my name is dave hi my name is jill they're under the impression that this is like perfect person for them based on what yes based on what the experts what these experts got it dr pepper who (laughs) yes who is a relationship expert um based on what they choose okay and so what you see every year they do different twists uh what's been interesting this year and the last couple seasons they now so basically i'm getting ahead of myself they get married, they go on a honeymoon, and then when they come back from the honeymoon, they move into an apartment together. So they oh. leave their homes, and then they coexist in this place. So it's sort of like uh, Love is Blind. Did you watch it on Netflix? I did not. Okay, it's similar to that. Okay, continue. So what happens is they, they've made some changes and enhancements. So now... What season are they on? Uh I want to say like 10 or 11. Oh, okay. I mean, we've been in this for a while. Okay, we've been doing this for a while. So, and and now there's spinoffs because now there's couples who have babies, who have kids, who are doing things that have made it. Okay. And you do see a success rate in some of these. Okay. I mean, Um, you know, there's a science to it for sure. Yeah, of course. But you have the obvious. I prefer to use signs like, ooh, are you a cancer? I'm sorry, I can't. (laughs) But you have the obvious where there's people who aren't attracted to each other. Okay. That might not be physically your type or what you were expecting or hoping for. So when they get to the altar and I'm not physically attracted, like, can I walk away from the altar or no? I mean, you could, but it hasn't happened. It hasn't. Okay. So you, they they all get married. Because obviously you're, you don't want to do that. Their family is there. Your family is there. You know. Well, what happens Lifetime's is, paying for this. yes, yeah. then you go on this honeymoon in this fabulous place, and then you're looking and saying, I'm just not attracted to you. Oh. So it oh. does get hairy, but this season, they've actually taken some couples who know each other. So some of the men know each other, some of the women know each other already. So okay. now they have like friends in the experience, and they all live in the same apartment building. Oh. So everybody's in the same building. They can get together, talk about what's going on. So that you're leaning on other people having the same experiences. Um, for me, as a single person, I find it interesting because a lot of times they're getting to a point where it's like, okay, I'm in my 30s. I want to have a baby. I don't want to wait. I'm not having any luck. I'm going to try this. Okay. But you're legally married. So if this doesn't work yeah. out after six weeks <laughs> and you sit down on decision day. Like you're still married. You say, I want to stay married or I want to get a divorce. And then you have to actually get a divorce. Can they get an annulment? No. Oh. So it's the difference is in a, a divorce goes away. An annulment doesn't, right. doesn't ever exist. Right. So it's interesting to watch. And right now um, I'm enjoying it because they like 
keeping up in some of the other shows um, are experiencing the pandemic. Yeah. So last night's episode, they were just the start of the shutdown in New Orleans and just how that impacted their relationships being newly married people, but also newly married people who don't really know each other. Yeah. Who've only been together for like three or four weeks. Do they like quote unquote honeymoon in like exotic locations? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They send them on this fancy trip and they do like, like all, every, all the couples go to the same place. And they do activities together, but then they also have their alone time. They stay in their rooms together. Some consummate the marriage. Some um, do yeah. not. You know, it's all different. Some people hit it off right off the bat. There's a couple of couples right now that are really vibing. And there's some <laughs> that are not. So, And this is Lifetime what night? What? This is Lifetime on Wednesday night. Wednesdays. Okay. Yes. So it's, let us know if you want to hear about I, no, I, Married at First Sight. It's How yeah. many couples do they do? Uh, there's five. There's oh, five that's, right a, that's a good amount. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And they're all different and they all bring a different dynamic. And it's just interesting to watch. It's an experiment, but it works. Yeah. It's interesting because Love at First Sight or Love Love is Blind on Netflix yes. sounds similar. They did like pods where you like got to talk and meet and all that stuff. And they actually said that their success rate was higher than anticipated which is why they had more couples mm. than they could deal with. So I wonder if that's kind of the same thing. Like, like oh, like we did so good, but now we've got Yeah, I mean, I think more. that, you know, it, it's, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter the time frame that you know someone, if you hit it off and you have that spark, then you have it. But yeah. obviously there's the growing pains of the things, you know, you watch them have those hard conversations about finances or children or where do you want to live, traveling, all of those things. Yeah. So it's just really interesting to get it's that stuff perspective. you don't think about. No, it's not going to be talked about. Absolutely not. After you get married, no. Those before should, that should have been hashed out a long time. Yeah. Um, so jumping in, I'm watching Big Brother. We've got five people left. We're almost over with Big Brother, so we're going to talk about that. Dimitri's going to talk about Bradshaw, and then we'll talk about Potomac together. Yeah. Kind of where we're at with all that. Sure. Um, with Big Brother, um, so Cody's the head of household right now. I mean, it it's pretty happened. So with Big Brother, they put all these people in a house. They're quarantined and then they competitions and social game and all that stuff. So right. The winner wins $500,000 with this season. They were strapped because they couldn't really introduce new people with the pandemic. So they actually did an all-star season. So they brought back former people into the house. We currently have Cody, Nicole, Enzo, Memphis and Christmas. Um, You nominate people for the block. You have a head of household. It's kind of like an interesting dynamic. Um, you definitely have to watch it to kind of like get a hook on it. I feel like people who are hooked on it are hooked. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of give like a brief synopsis of where I'm at, I think Cody and Enzo kind of have a good thing going. I think Nicole needs to win something. Um, she has not won one competition this season. Christmas is on the block next to Tyler right now. We will find out tonight who's going home. I think it's looking like Tyler because he's a bigger threat. However, Christmas has better relationships. So it's kind of a funny conundrum of like, who can you trust? Who can you not trust? And who's telling you the truth and all this stuff. Um, But I don't know who's going to win right now. For me, it looks like Memphis could win this whole thing. So they actually go to the end. Two people go to the end. And then the previous house guests vote on an eviction vote on who wins the $500,000. Okay. I mean, I don't expect you to start it now. Oh, there's only, there'll be five people. I would, Probably be a lot. Yeah, there'll be <laughs> five people, four people left, or five people left tonight. I think there's six right now. One, two, three. Yeah, there's six right now. Um, kind of interesting. If you follow Big Brother, DM us, email us, let us know. If you follow Married at First Sight, let us know. Definitely. And then you got into Bradshaw's, which I think is interesting because their promotions have been 
They're promoting during football, obviously, yes. for Terry Bradshaw. They're promoting during Bravo shows, obviously, Kardashian shows. Yeah. Have you started? You started from the beginning? So I started from the beginning okay. uh, just out of sheer curiosity. I mean, yeah. I love football and just the concept of him and his family. I just want to kind of see the dynamic, not really knowing much about them. He's got all daughters, right? All daughters. Uh, what are their ages, roughly? 30. The oldest is like in her 30s. Do they all live there? No. Okay. So it's. He's got two daughters, and then his wife had a daughter. Okay. So when they got married, they joined families, but they were got all it. the two younger or close in age. Um, one of his daughters lives in Hawaii, and he's trying to talk her into moving where they are in Texas. Where do they live in Texas? Um, I'm not sure. I'll find out. I, I forget. But the older daughter, um, she's in real estate. She does live there. And it's just really interesting following her because she's young. She's a widow. Her husband was a uh, football. He was a kicker and he died in an accident. No way. Yes. So she um, was in the beginning of this, like dating and getting back out there. And then has this whole thing where the boyfriend ends up being a total dirt bag. So now she's back on the scene, which I can relate to being a widow as well and trying to get back on the scene. So it's just entertaining to watch. Um, but it just covers, I mean, it's very, it, it's not at all pretentious. They're not about like what they have. It's really about family. They have, he likes to have barbecues and swimming and, you know, they have a farm and horses. So, so fun fact, it was filmed at Bradshaw's Ranch in Thackerville, Oklahoma. Oh, if you are in Thackerville, Oklahoma, please hmm. DM us. We want to know more about that. Yes. Like we it's are a lovely there. place. Is the, it? the ranch in, that I mean, the show is. I lovely. imagine he made a pretty penny. I mean, he's still hosting and doing all that. Yeah. Like commentating. So oh, yeah. I imagine he's financially fine. Yes. And it, it's just, I mean, it's very light. It's yeah. not anything, you know, their grandkids are in it. It's just really okay. fun. And I, I'm enjoying watching it. And he's shirtless. Seeing how the girls are. Like yes. too much, which is weird. Uh, sometimes his wife, they like to play, play pranks on each other. So okay. It's cute. So we're taking like a Kardashian prank. Somewhat like more on along the lines of like he tries to prank her by putting refried beans in the chocolate ice cream to see oh. if she'll eat it kind of thing it's okay. a little bit more you know okay but it's definitely i mean I, I think it's light i think it's cute it, if you just want to sit and relax and just watch something that's not going to have you like emotionally involved too heavy yeah it's it's nice i like it awesome yeah perfect so let's jump into potomac so here's my thing with Potomac right now is that oh. we just got the mid-season trailer. Yes. And I feel like we've already <laughs> lived a whole yes. season. I mean, between uh, Michael Darby and Candace versus Monique. Well, you had to know that was going to come back around oh, because Candace Lord. and Monique happened so abruptly that Michael Darby got pushed to the wayside. But you had to know it was coming back around because I mean, it's just has to. Do you think that Michael Darby was like, thank Jesus for oh, whoever I'm did this? Sure. I'm not in the spotlight. I'm sure. He probably like sent Candace flowers and chocolate. Or I, sorry, uh, Monique. You know, I'm, I'm conflicted on this whole thing because obviously, I, I mean, I, nobody condones violence. I, I don't ever think that that's the solution. But Candace irritates me so much that I could understand how frustrating that could be because you're in that moment where there's obviously underlying issues that yeah. haven't been discussed and Monique's feeling very betrayed. And then you have Candace making these comments and kind of yapping, yap, yapping. It's frustrating. But again, I don't feel like the solution is then to pull her hair and drag her. Yeah. I think Monique... Definitely lost control. <laughs> yes. No questions asked. 
I think my biggest concern is that Monique is not acknowledging it. She's no, not up. She's not sorry. She's not remorseful. Um, we introduced Wendy this season. I think that Wendy has Loved been her. love. I mean, Loved she's her. smart. Oh. She's well-spoken. She's she brings a lot reserved. Yes. I think that meeting at Karen's house, I think that Wendy was really oh. great in that sense of like, so you're not remorseful. Like just so we're on the same yeah. page, you're not remorseful. Yeah. No, I'm not remorseful. Like, and P.S. Giselle, you did not need a security. I think everybody was going to be just fine. <laughs> no, I think we all well, know Giselle is just extra as fuck. Oh. So uh, I, I mean, I'm torn. I think that Robin... I'm really feeling Robin this season. I'm really feeling Wendy this like I think Wendy is a fantastic addition. Um I I, I think for the first time in a long time we're seeing a very fractured group. Yes. I think we've not yes. seen this 3 on 3 or oh, no. 4 on 3 now at this point in a long time. No. Um, I mean it's usually one it's usually Karen or yeah. it's always one. It's always one this even is in like a divide. Even Beverly Hills and I mean even Jersey. I mean there's always like a catalyst. I feel like right now they're picking sides. I I, I don't want to pick sides. I mean I like Candace. I think that Candace is very young. I think that Candace and Monique had a true friendship. They had yes. something Right. I don't know if we'll ever know what actually happened. Do I think this is the Sharice thing? No. I mean, if this is how you act over that, like, I think this is bigger than that. I think there's. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, I think that there, there has to be a lot of other moving parts to it. And I think that we won't know that as long as they aren't communicating. Yeah. I think that. I appreciated the fact that Candace acknowledged in her counseling session that she played a part in instigating and fueling that interaction with her words. But I think by her response, you could tell no matter what she said in her words, she wasn't expecting the reaction she got. No. And I think that Wendy said it best. And I think that like, I kind of thought this prior was that regard, like, I mean, we've all been called names or we've all encountered things that like we want to react to and you choose how you react. Right. And I think that Wendy was like, I've been called the N word or of I've been course, called like all course. this stuff. And like, I've never reacted that way. So tell me how yes. you found it okay to react with violence. And I think that there's something to be said for where you come from. Um, I, I, you could see the contrast between how Wendy and her upbringing and, and Monique is a little bit different. You can tell in the past seasons and the things that she's said and the interactions, like yeah. she's alluded to this being kind of part of who she was. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I've been in altercations. So I'm not going to say that I haven't. <laughs> I've never been in altercations. I'm not going to pretend that I haven't been I scrappy in my day. I've never but, been physical. <laughs> um, as an adult woman and a mother, Definitely, unless it's in the defense of my child for the safety of, of my family, yeah. I wouldn't just be picking fights over something someone said that I didn't care for or putting their finger in my face. I mean, we all have the choice to walk away and, you know, you will end up in jail, which is not where I have time to be. I mean, if T'Challa was there, I think this wouldn't have happened. That, no. Yeah. I just like the hitting and then the... It's the aftermath, right? Yeah. Then the continuing to try to open the door. I want to kill her. Yes, the running, running around. around the tweets. Yes. The bloggers. Yes. I thought production or Giselle, whoever orchestrated the time frame between the bloggers getting the information, all this stuff. And it was like, I didn't tell anybody for two days. And Wendy, right. Wendy was like, 
Well, guess what? You just confirmed the timeline. And I mean, you, I mean, it's hard because I think that Bravo, I mean, we've always taken a no nonsense stance to violence, whether it be Porsche dragging Kenya, which I mean, was well deserved. Uh, Um, I'm telling you. I don't know. I can't honestly say that like Candace deserved this. However, I can say that Candace needs to shut up. Like just stop. Completely. Poking the bear, right? I mean, you you poked and poked and poked and then you got what you got, but I don't condone violence. So I'm torn in that sense of like. Well, and you see in the mid-season trailer, it clearly doesn't stop. So nothing is learned from this behavior because there's yet to be another altercation coming. I mean, it does look like that Candace, or I'm sorry, that Monique is not on trips. No. Monique. It almost is like she's maybe taking a step back, well, which she I didn't said that. know. She said that she needed to do that yeah. for a moment. I, I think we'll see her film with Karen. I think we'll see her film with Ashley. And I think that's it. I think that she's going to step away because the rest of the group wants to have nothing to do with her. And yeah. she's not remorseful. And I think it's a liability for them at this point. I, I mean, my thing is that I don't feel that it's like a takedown. No. I think that she just needs to... She just needs to accept her actions. Like, she, I don't think that she's actually taking responsibility for her actions. No. Well, she's not. I mean, she's in, it, it's, it's definitely a contradiction because in, in the time what she was saying, she shows emotion and she says she's embarrassed and this is not who she is. But then when the question is asked, outright you don't seem remorseful she says she is not well and funny wendy said that wendy was like embarrassment means that you're embarrassed by your action like you're embarrassed for yourself correct remorseful means that like you're embarrassed for like right. the state of things right like and you, she's not she's not no and i don't think that like that's my thing i think if she looks back is like oh would you take it back yeah and, and then my concern was like oh she kept trying oh the glass hit me or this hit me and this like she kept trying to deflect off a of responsibility, which is like, just, you know, you're on television, you know, everything was filmed from, as Giselle said, six different angles. Like just say, I lost it. I blacked out, whatever. But like, that's also not, I don't know. I just like stop taking excuses. Just say it happened. I did it. Like, let's, how do we, how do we move forward? How do we grow Completely from here agree. and say, Completely yeah. Agree. I mean, yeah. I think that that's the biggest takeaway in the situation is that there wasn't an accountability to see how we can move forward. Yeah. And what I can do to make these amends, um, you know, granted some of them, mainly Giselle, her mind was made up from the beginning. So I don't think it, that, security. Yeah. I don't think that anything that Monique could have said would have made a difference because yeah. she was already mind made up. But I think that there was valid questions to be asked there. And I think that there was a lot of pieces that got missed because it became this, well, I'm supporting her. I'm supporting you. This is where I feel, you know, and and it became this whole division of the group instead of really getting down to. Which is funny because it'll be interesting to see how Karen and Ashley act. We know how Ashley's going to act on the trip because Michael's MIA. Right. Um, But if they join the group, uh, I just feel like Karen didn't have Candace. Yes. She's trying to play Candace's side, but I think that like at the end of the day, we clearly saw that she has Monique's side. Like Monique came over first, whatever she called Candace on when Monique was on her way to the meetup or whatever. I don't know. 
yeah, I mean, we have a lot of season left, which are, like we've gone through so much so far. I'm yeah, like, I have a, a little, lot. I have a little PTSD. I'm not going to lie no, to you. No, there's a lot. I don't enjoy those fighting. Like it just is like you know, it's uncomfortable. I'm I'm maybe a little desensitized to it because I've seen it. In my yeah, life. but I don't as grown women, and especially when I watch these shows, I'm not watching it to see that. That's not what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, it shows in a, in a, a different way of life. I mean, these women have a lot of privilege and opportunity and I would love to see them doing something better, especially women of color. Like not saying that because of that, there's a different pressure, but I would just love to see them bringing something different so that the perception isn't this like, Oh, here we go. Like they're going yeah, to get they're gonna they're gonna like, yeah, yeah, you're at a nice winery and this is what you just tore the place up. Yeah. Um, but oh, that, that charcuterie platter. Hit yes. The, yes. Uh, you know, I mean, there was a lot of ways. Shout to out things. to the charcuterie. Like, yeah. But for me, I just, you know, I, I'm in, I'm wondering what comes next. I'm definitely curious. You see in the, in the mid season trailer, watch it. If you haven't, um, oh, there's a lot more to come. Watch a lot of it things sprung up. three times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us on our first episode. Next week, we will be back. We will be talking about Potomac, obviously. Yes. Um, we'll discuss internally about an OC. Yeah. We don't know how we feel about it yet. Definitely. We're both definitely... Interested to see... Uncomfortable with how Kelly... Do- yeah. yeah. And, like, I, I, I just want Bravo to take action and, like, do... Sure. Just say acknowledge. something. Acknowledge, acknowledge it. Yeah, I would totally. be happy with an acknowledgement. Um, you know, I'm on the fence. I'm definitely offended by the gesture, but, you know... For sure. We have Salt Lake City coming in yeah, November, yes. which we were both excited about. Yes. I think it's going to be oh, interesting yes. that they, I feel like for the first time in a long time, they found like a solid core group of friends and they're just filming them. There's no mm-hmm. like getting them together or making them mesh or like anything like that. Yeah. I think it's an actual community that we're going to like get a peek into. I mean, I kind of want to go to Salt Lake City now. Yeah. Check it out. I would love to. Um, we've got I Dallas. We've got Dallas coming <laughs> back at the end of January. Yeah. We've got a new below deck with Captain Lee, who we all love. Um, I'm going to talk about Big Brother until it ends on the 26th or 28th, I think it is. Mass Singer, which I'm not going to give up on because it's just the most ridiculous show ever. Um, Demetria is clearly married to Married at First Sight. I am. I, I'm writing this out. I will definitely update on that as well as Bradshaw Bunch um, and anything else that randomly comes up. I do sometimes just watch documentaries, things that come up on Netflix um, that I find interested in. So I will definitely share that. Definitely. And check out our Instagram. It's escaping reality podcast. Uh, we will be with you every week. DM us. If you've got anything we should watch more of any questions you have, we're happy to get some feedback and that is a wrap on episode one. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.